and welcome to Your Sparkly Brand. We're here to inspire and empower entrepreneurs like you. This podcast is all about delivering no-fluff, high-value content that helps you grow your business. It doesn't matter if you have no budget and are still DIYing everything on your own. We're giving you the tips, tools, and strategies you need to build a sparkly empire. I'm Lauren Tassie, your copywriter and launch strategist, and I'm here with my co-host, the brand design queen, Megan Gersh. Hi, Megan. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am great as well. Thank you for asking. Awesome. I love it. So what is your sparkly moment? So we actually just launched a website that I've been working on for a couple of months. It's the Shapewear client I've mentioned on a few other episodes. And yeah, I'm just so excited with how the site turned out and just really excited for the clients, like a big upgrade for them on Shopify. And yeah, just like super thrilled with like how everything turned out. So what about you? Awesome. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see it. I can't wait till you, sh- I love when you share your, your projects. So mine, I had a sparkly moment and it's good. And we'll, well, maybe it'll be next week's, but literally 15 minutes ago, I got this email. I made myself an LLC. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been one of those things that's been in the back of my mind for years here in California. It's expensive to do it, right? Like the actual filing is free, but like you have to pay $800 a year in taxes to do it. But I want the legal protection, especially as I'm like growing and doing more things. So I literally just got the email that it was approved. I'm good to go. I'm now, all, you know, don't sue me because you can't get much. So I'm pretty excited about that feeling very official. Love that for you. Congratulations. Thank you. So what are we talking about this episode? Well, we're talking about your stuff. We're talking <laughs> about web design and I'm excited to talk about this because while it's not on the top of my priority list, I definitely, and I think maybe this is probably where a lot of our audience is at or the people you work with. Like I have my DIY website, but it's definitely maybe in the second half of this year, hiring someone to do it for me because I know I want better. I want a better presence on the internet than just the Squ- Squarespace website I built myself five years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think I want to start things off too by just talking about like, this is like my specific process. Like any designer that you work with is going to have a different process. So like what you hear today might not be what you get if you work with somebody else, just because, you know, we all work towards pretty much the same goal, but we you might not have the same process of getting there. So, so yeah, let's, let's dive right into it. The first thing that I always start off with is the contract. Obviously, I never do any work until a contract is in place. Never had a problem with that with any client or anything. So the other thing that I require up front is for the invoice to be paid. I typically do the invoice paid in full. Sometimes that can be a good chunk of money depending on the project. And then once those two components are squared away, I create an Asana project for the client. And so basically I set up each of the tasks that I will be tackling in that project and assign due dates to each of the tasks and essentially share the project with the client. So that way we can both be on the same page for the different milestones that we're going through. You know, it's just a great place to kind of house all of the feedback. You don't want feedback getting lost in emails and stuff like that. Like it's good to have everything in one place. One of the things that I also do like within the Asana project is I'll put a task that is just labeled with assets. And so like I will put a link to a Google Drive folder that I will create for the client as well as a link to to a brand questionnaire that I send over to them. So once all of that is set up, essentially I will send the client an email to say like, here's your onboarding basically, and kind of run them through the steps of like, this is our Asana project. If you have any photos of yourself that you want to use on the website or you know, throughout the process, like please put them in this folder. I also get them to fill out that brand questionnaire that I mentioned. And this is just for me to kind of get a sense of like the vibe of like what they want for their website. So it goes 
goes into like what the main goals are, who their target audience is, and kind of gives me a little bit of that background. If I'm just doing the website for the client, if they already have branding in place, most of the time we'll do branding first and then the website together. But there are rare cases where the client already has branding and so they just want to get the website done. So this is also a place where they can submit that branding to me if they have gotten the branding done by somebody else. So they can put it in that shared Google Doc folder. A couple of other things that I cover in the questionnaire. So like, I like to get clarity about like what assets the client already has. So like I mentioned a few, the photos, any iconography, logos, you know, if they have a brand guide, that's really, really helpful. It generally for me is just to get a sense too of like what is actually going to be included in the website. So like what pages, a lot of the time I'll have an idea of this, you know, based on our discussions that we've already had before we go to contract. But I just want to make sure that we absolutely get on the same page before I go to design and build. So we get a kind of a preliminary list of the content. And I also share with them a website copy document. So this is essentially where the client can input any text that they want on their website. And this is probably where you would come in, Lauren, of like somebody, if they wanted to outsource their website copy, you know, a lot of clients won't have this right off the bat. And so like I can connect them with somebody that can help them with that. But, you know, I like to get it all in one document and that document is not set in stone by any means, but it helps me to gauge like how much content is going to be on each page. And we might wind up like reorganizing the content down the line as I get into design, just from like a strategic perspective, but it is good to have before I get into the design piece of it. And so once all of these assets are kind of in place, they basically have gone through their whole onboarding email and completed everything. They write me back to say like, Hey, everything's good to go. Basically we get a kickoff call on the calendar. So essentially on the kickoff call, I will have taken a look at all of the assets that have been submitted and I'll ask the client any questions about like, you know, like I saw this, do you have a higher res version of this? Can I get some clarification here, et cetera. Usually there are a few questions for stuff that they have submitted. I'll also take this time to get access to anything that I might need. So this might look like their website hosting platform. It might look like their domain credentials. You know, we'll also go through the Asana project together. So I'll show them like how you can submit feedback, how we're going to be using the platform. And I'll answer any last questions before I kind of get into the actual, you know, strategy and design part of the process. So I have a question. Let's say you don't have all this stuff brand new and ready to go, whether it's the copy, whether it's maybe like your product photos are coming and they're just not quite ready yet. Like, should all this be ready to go before you come on board? I guess I just want to know what should we make sure we're prepared for before we like jump into web design? Yeah, it's definitely helpful to have that before you go to web design. It's been rare that I've encountered that scenario, but a lot of folks will like have at least like preliminary like product photos, let's say, but they say like, oh, like they're going to redo their product photos, like in the kind of process of like kind of going in tandem with the website design, kind of one of those things where I just have to put placeholders for now, but it's helpful to have all of that content up front because honestly, especially when it comes to the photos, like that's going to be one of the things that kind of helps you to envision that end product, you know, like when it comes down to like how I can, like the assets that I have as a designer to like make your different promotions. Like, let's say you're running like a Valentine's day sale or something like that. Like I can't place, I, I could place an old product there, but it's not going to look as good as your new ones. So it's not going to have like that cohesive feel unless we have all of the assets. How much direction do you need? Like if I was literally just like, I need a website for my copywriting agency. Do I need to like give you examples? Do I need to like, or 
can you just be like website got it how much does your client need to come with in terms of what they want versus you just being like this is what i do give me your website so some of that is covered in the brand questionnaire that i send over one of the questions in there is asking about what competitors you have in your field and so i you know basically ask like what do you like about their website what do you dislike and i even ask about like are there any other websites like it doesn't have to be in your industry are there any specific websites that you are really drawn to are you really like the functionality of so i like to get a lot of direction in that brand questionnaire just because that's going to give me like obviously there's a thousand different ways i could take a website but i want to make sure that it number one, makes sense for your business and your target audience. And number two, it's something that makes you feel like confident and excited about, you know, putting your business out there. Like this is supposed to be a marketing tool and you should be excited about like putting it out there and showing people. Awesome. All right. So let's get into like your actual process then. Now you've got all the information. What happens next? So then if it's needed, and most of the time, a little bit of this is needed, I will put together a website outline for the client to review. So basically this is me taking a look at all of the content that they have submitted, all of the copy, taking a look at the photos and all of that. I will put all of that content. I'm basically laying out the navigation structure of the website. So like saying like, okay, you have products ABC, maybe they only need to be in this page or something like that. And like taking a, like a bird's eye view of all the content and organizing it in a way that makes sense. And so once we get that outline nailed down, obviously I send it to the client to see like, okay, how do you feel about this structure. Client has to sign off before I go to actual design. So once that is signed off, I will start the web design process. And the way that I like to work is I will design two pages first to get client feedback first. And what that allows me to do is it allows me to essentially give you a little taste of what is to come without basically, you know, going off in one direction and it being the wrong direction. I would rather design those two pages first to be like, what do you think about this? Am I on the right track? Yes or no? Give feedback. Say like, oh, I like this part. I don't like this part. So then I'll take that feedback and integrate it into the full suite of pages. That little kind of mini step has like really helped me as a designer just because like it's a more of a collaborative process between the client and I, and it helps them to get what they're looking for a bit faster. We do do revisions after that for like, you know, like once you have the full suite of the mockups, you can do revisions to that. And we have to approve the website designs before we go to build. This is a requirement. I require this of all my clients. Basically, it shows you what you're going to be getting as close as what we can get to the actual build. And so like, you know, when you see the actual build in action, there will be no surprises. Like we will be following the designs to a T as much as we can. And after that, we go to build. And so lately in my business, I have been trying to focus more on the design side of my business. So I have been bringing on contractors to help with the actual build part of it. That being said, I have built many, many websites myself. Like I know how to code all of that stuff. I just like, I'm shifting my focus in my business a bit to focus more on design because that's what really ultimately lights me up. But we go to build, basically we purchase the theme for whatever platform that your website is on. We build out all of the pages to match the mockups as closely as possible. Now, that being said, there's always a little bit of a discrepancy between like what you can achieve in a mockup because it's a flat JPEG image 
versus a functioning website that, you know, you can make the browser different widths. You can view it on different devices. Like there's thousands of different, you know, phones and computers out there, and there's literally no way to optimize for every single one. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy and you have to understand that like, you know, with the flow of design like that, we try to match the mockups as closely as possible. And we use it like a guiding light for how the design should look and feel. But you know, there, it comes with that caveat of like, there's always going to be little minor changes that you'll see from design to actually build. So before we go to launch, I have what's called a pre-launch checklist. So basically this is all of the pages are built at this point. I do a content check throughout the site, check all of the styling on desktop, mobile, and tablet. I also, depending on the contract, I integrate SEO components. So I take a look at like, are the headers in the right place? Like, are we using the header appropriately? Are all of the meta titles and descriptions in place? You know, taking a look at the mailing list opt-in, like, you know, connecting that with the client's mailing list platform, making sure that that's working, doing a test there. Also connecting their Google Analytics. Super important to do that check as well. So that way they can get any stats that they need from their website. And then we have one last client meeting before launch. Basically, this is where I get on a Zoom with the client, walk through the build and kind of give them the first look at like their, you know, their new website, get any final feedback. Sometimes clients have like a minor copy change or two here or there, but for the most part, it's pretty locked and loaded at that point. We then decide on a launch date and a time to set the site live. Some builders can have like a little bit of wiggle room when it comes to that time, just like depending on, you know, like propagation and stuff like that. It depends on what you're doing. Like if you're having to update the DNS and this is getting a little bit technical, but if you're switching platforms, let's say you're going from Shopify to Squarespace or something like that, there are just settings that I have to update from a web designer's perspective that can take some time to propagate, which means like once I change it, it's changed. However, it's out of my hands on how long that's going to take just because servers update in the background. I just don't have control over that. So it's like, it's usually less than a day that it takes for those kinds of changes to take effect. Lots of these types of services often say like up to 72 hours. And I think that's just like kind of like a cushion type thing, but it can take a little bit of time to kind of push that live. And then, yeah, once the site goes live, like, time to pop the champagne, you know, like do a little happy dance and celebration. Most of the time, you know, the brand will want to promote their new website and say like, hey, we got a refresh and stuff like that. I'll also create a post launch video for the brand just because obviously updating a website in the back end can be a little intimidating. So I like to walk through every single page of the website to try to, you know, trying to anticipate what the client might want to update in the future, you know, whether that be product list things or copy changes or how to change images or how to change the navigation. But I create a video in order to educate them on like how, you know, where to go to update certain things. It's really helpful to have a video version of it because it's something they can always come back to. They can watch me kind of go through the steps. And yeah, I, I just kind of send that off to the client and let the celebrations ensue. Yay. Awesome. Okay. So can I ask you a couple questions? That of are course. Coming to mind? So, and maybe you don't even know this answer, but for SEO, let's say you're moving from Shopify to Squarespace or something where you are 
changing platforms. Does the SEO come with you? Are you building it up again? How does that work? Yeah. So this is something that I'm actually going through right now with my own website redesign. <laughs> so when it comes to your blog, especially if you're doing your SEO with like a plugin or something like that, let's, let's say you're on WordPress and you, you know, you're using Yoast or something on WordPress, that is not going to carry over because it's data within the plugin. So again, we're getting a little bit technical here. So like the header structures and stuff within the blog, will carry over, but like the meta title, the meta description, any recommendations and stuff like that are not going to carry over. So it really just depends on like what platform shift you're doing, where your website exists and where you're taking it. So some of that stuff will get left behind. Again, this is a great opportunity though. I kind of look at it that way where it's like, you know, maybe you quote unquote, like put SEO, you know, items on your website where it's like you added meta titles, you added meta descriptions, but you kind of just like filled them in. Like this is a perfect opportunity to actually do some keyword research and like really optimize those areas. That being said, like for the pages, like all of that stuff is going to have to be like manually input. So it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a process, but an opportunity. Yeah. The, and the other thing you can do too with blog posts, and I started doing this is just republishing them and putting like the new dates on them automatically gives you more authority in the Google search because it's a fresher piece of content. Mm -hmm. So I know it's going to be different for every situation and every client, but what's like a speedy, timeline for this, maybe from like contract signing to popping the champagne. And then what's maybe a drawn out timeline for this kind of thing. It really is going to depend on like how complex your site is and how, like, how do you have a hundred products or do you have a thousand products? Do you have, you know, a hundred blog posts that we need to migrate? Like all of these things are kind of like things that we need to take into account. Like when we are kind of setting up the project, a fast timeline would be about six weeks and a slow timeline. I mean, I've worked on sites that have taken over a year. So it's, it really depends on like the size of the company, size of the budget, what you're trying to do with your website, you know, what kind of functionality you're putting into it. You know, if you have, like I worked on this one website for a radio station that they had to build from the ground up, like a radio player that like followed you around the website without interruptions when you went to different pages and stuff like that, like that's really complex. So, you know, if you're not building that, you know, it's probably going to go a little faster, but you know, different functionality things that you need to consider all of those things kind of play into the timeline you talked about having all your assets ready and stuff what else makes like a great experience for you as a designer and also for the client like if we come to the table with this what's going to just make it so much easier yeah definitely so i feel like we always go back to this but like knowing your target audience really having like a vision for like where you want to take your business and also having an idea of like how you want to portray your brand so that's why i always recommend we do the branding first, because that is like the foundation for what you're going to need for this website design. Because like, if you don't have that in place, I can take your inspirational things all day, but like ultimately you need your branding in order to have like a clear vision and a like clarity around like where you want to go as a company. So I think that that is one of the most important things. So I have one more question in terms of like visual style and like, oh, I want it super modern or I want it super girly. Like how important is it to pick a web designer who that's what their presence is, that's what their portfolio is versus somebody who can just like do it on their own. Like when it comes to like copy, right? You want to pick somebody who has a 
similar voice. Like a great copywriter can do anything, right? But really finding someone who has an essence like you is important when it comes to copy. How important is that when it comes to design or is that a great designer can do anything? Yeah, I would definitely say that that's an important factor. The other thing that I would say, you know, like making sure that you look at their portfolio to, you know, make sure that you resonate with those samples that they're showing. The other thing that I would say too is like taking a look at like what they offer just because like not every web designer is going to do SEO. Not every web designer is going to honestly have this knowledge of the strategy for like how to lay out your website for conversion. This is like something that like kind of fires me up to be honest with you. There's a lot of web designers. I say this in quotes, web designers on Fiverr that like, yes, they can technically put a website together and they can have a website to you in five days. And it might be at a very, very low rate. But if your goal is to, let's say you have an e-commerce business, if your goal is to make more sales from your products, you know, not all of these web designers that are shelling out websites for at that cheap of a rate are going to know the strategy and like the, you know, the, the tactics around like building a website that will actually convert. So I would take a look at like what clients, you know, they have worked with in the past, take a look at, you know, like if you have access to like how to optimize a website, like I did a TikTok the other day, actually, where I was like taking a look at like the, the top templates on creative market. And I was like looking at like the top 20 website templates that popped up. And I was like, geez, I, I'm looking at these and like none of these are optimized for sales. So like technically, can you build a website? Yeah. And I guess you can SEO your creative market listing to get you high on that marketplace. But it's like, I don't know. Some of it is like, this is why some folks like are like a little bit hesitant about like hiring a designer because there's so many of these people out there that just like, honestly, are kind of ripping people off. Like it's, it's sad. Yeah. And then they, and you're the one that they're coming to, to like fix the Fiverr website <laughs> that doesn't work. Or... In some cases. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you would tell to somebody who is like, you know, I need to do this, but you know, I'm not ready or it seems like a big process. What would you say to somebody who's like kind of on the fence about getting started? Yeah. Well, I can only speak for myself, but when you work with me on a website design, it's very much like you give me the assets, we have a few meetings, but then I do everything for you. So it's a pretty much kind of a white glove service in that kind of regard. You don't really have to do a ton. You just provide me the assets in the direction that you want to go and give me your feedback when asked for it. And yeah, I just pretty much take care of the rest. So it's one of those things where if you're in that position where you have like DIY'd it up until this point, and you're really looking for somebody to take the reins on like, okay, I need a strategic website that's going to convert. I'm your gal. If you're interested in chatting about a website, I'd love to chat with you. We're going to include a link in the show notes where you can fill out an application to work with me. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And thank you to our listeners for listening today. If you're a fan of the show, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next time, stay sparkly.